Uh, I just believe in the process, and we're, we're going to win going through the process. Now, Bill's Mafia, it's time for the main event. So sit back and enjoy the show. Bills Mafia, welcome to the Red, White and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bills podcast, Bills News with a UK twist. It's Mark joining myself today on the show. And I think, I think we've obviously got no name now. You've got gone back to Mark rather than Fire Dorsey or Fire McDermott. Then I think you might be a little bit happy right now. It's um, it's been something of a turnaround. Yeah, obviously I wasn't here, wasn't here last week. Um, I was probably still drunk from the the Chiefs win. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, yeah, fair play to them. They've um, I, I I can't help but feel like the the collective gathering that the squad has gone through off the back of the um, the article that came out about. Um, 9-11 and the and McDermott using that as a as part analogy, yeah, analogy for for leadership. <clears throat> I can't help but feel that that's sort of like bonded the squad together a little yeah. bit, and they they're using that as a little bit of a Bills versus everybody. Um, because I didn't think we'd go to Kansas City and win. Um, and even after that, I thought that the Cowboys would give us a hell of a game at Orchard Park and mm. fuck me, we battered them. It was, unbelie- think, it was unbelievable. I think you could probably, well, I don't know about special teams, but you could probably call that probably the perfect game, especially your offense and defense with that. Mm. Um, you go from a team against a team that probably won the most prolific offenses in the, um, in the NFC and actually completely dominate them with missing Milano with a not so healthy Von Miller, with um Daquan Jones out, with Hyde struggling, with Trey White missing, and all that, you hold them and C D Lamb to what was it? I think it was what was that on team stats? It was combined under two hundred yards. Yeah. You've gotta you've gotta look at that and go, fuck me, how the fuck did we actually um how the hell do we do that? And keeping C.D. Lamb, who I think, what was it, on like four or five straight games where it has 100 plus yards to only 54? Yeah. It's, Amazing. It, it's interesting. It's, it's actually a good sight to see. And as I think Robin did say a few weeks ago, it's come up at the right time. They were starting to, um, we're starting to build that momentum and actually starting to re- reap what we sow. And what we've actually um, what we've learnt, and there's loads of different factors that can that come that come with it. Yeah, I feel like um, a corner seems like it's definitely been turned. Um, whether it was the, I don't know, the Eagles game felt like a bit of a an idea in that it was the defense not being able to do it again, and <clears throat> we've praised the defense a lot this season given the mm. injuries. Um, for how they've been, how they played collectively to be able to um, get the get the job like do well overall as as a unit, yeah. considering the players that they're missing. But it still felt like it was lacking that that ability to be able to close out games when it mattered against the Chiefs. We we finally did that. We won a close game, 
like, it's ridiculous when you look at our record and the points differential. We're like, our record was not particularly great, even when we were like six and six or whatever. And but our points differential was like plus 125. There are teams currently in like really high playoff positions whose points differential differential is minus. And um, but we were losing those close close games, and the Chiefs the 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 fact that we I don't think it can be overstated how important it was to see out as a defense see out that final drive win the game and I think that's really given them the confidence to mm. go into this game against the Cowboys and it, it just I don't know what it was about the game but it was like it's like they were feeling themselves the entire team and yeah. you know there was so many unbelievable performances across the defence. And obviously we'll get onto the offensive side of the ball as well. Um, mm. But it, it it was it was never even close. Never even close, right from the start. And um, I, think, I don't think, other than the 49ers, I don't think there's a team at the, in the NFL at the minute that anyone else would rather play less than mm. a Bills team that is that is on fire. It's in the context of the season, I'm gutted that we're still in the position that we're in. Yeah. Considering how well we're playing now. And went from 11th to 9th. And if we'd have just picked up one win and one other win in one of those stupid defeats that we had against the Patriots, against the, you know, the, the stupid 12 men on the field, the, the Eagles. Yeah, you're right. Exactly that. One of those stupid defeats was the other way, especially against an AFC rival. Mm. We'd be in such a better position. I, yeah. I feel like I feel like we our best route into the playoffs now. We have to win out regardless. We can't afford a defeat. Win out. Hope that the Dolphins drop one of their next two games, and then it comes down to Week 18, us versus them. Whoever gets in wins wins the AFC East um, and makes the playoff. But yeah, I think um, there's a lot to go be, yet. It's going to be interesting to say the least. And I mean, hopefully, on the Bill from Bill's standpoint, that we've now got. And I've, I've sung his praises last week. Um, Russell Douglas. I think everyone, every Bills fan, has been singing his praises and, and obviously being probably the bargain that they got him for on deadline day as probably the signing of the season, bar Leonard Floyd on there. The fact yeah, yeah. that him and Benford seem to, since obviously Douglas has come in and Benford's been back in number one, we've been a team that's hard to throw against. Okay, yeah. the Eagles had some had success on there, but we had other issues there. Chiefs had moderate success, not the, not the ones that we're used to. And obviously with the Cowboys, we just completely smothered them that any team, any defence that we actually face or offence we face, even even Miami will know they're going to be in a, in a game because obviously if Hill, we'll come back to this another time, um, close to the game, but if Hill was there or not, even him and Waddle could find themselves being being crowded out and actually making it harder. But that's, I, that's three weeks' time. And we've I, think, got, I, I think you're right in that, especially with Razul Douglas, we've looked better 
since he's come in mm. than any point we did, and I hate to say it, when Trey White was there. Yeah. And and, and I don't know if it's an indication of whether Trey White was struggling still to get over to find his form after the after his bad injury. Um, but as a unit, we've looked incredibly solid. And I have to say, one of my players of the game, um, it, there was a lot, but in the secondary, Taron Johnson against the Cowboys was absolutely everywhere. And, and one of the major reasons that CeeDee Lamb didn't have a particularly productive game, I thought Taron Johnson was excellent. But Taylor Rapp as well. Mm. Um, in, in, in the secondary... Um, coming out of the safety position, I thought was just all over the place. <coughs> put in some massive hits. And he's he's another one that's a really under-the-radar off-season free agency pickup that I think is likely to be a starter for us next season. Um, yeah, it depends, and, depends on what way they go. But yeah, it's 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 looking likely. Yeah, this... I think... I, I think um, Hyde... Hyde I think Michael Hyde won't be too too injured too often. I would be very surprised if Michael Hyde is still a bill next season, which is really sad, especially as you know it it counts against the quota of Premier League named um, NFL players that we've uh, that we've still got going in the NFL. Mm. Um, but I I think Taylor Rapp has been been excellent. Um, and while we're talking about players who were excellent in this game, Leonard Floyd again was like showed why he's been a, a brilliant a, a brilliant pickup but there's I've, one I've, other... been think, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot recently and um i i remember coming into the season and feeling really really down on our linebacker position mm. not not matt milano but cent- central linebacker i was really really worried that this was going to be a massive problem and how wrong I have been. And it speaks volumes to the coaching in that position that we've managed to get um, Bernard right from right off the bat to be, you know, I, I, let's say it, one of the best middle linebackers in the NFL this season. Mm. Almost out of nowhere. Because no one, nobody saw that coming. Everyone had seen the guy that had struggled when he'd come in a little bit last season, had struggled a lot in pre-season, didn't have a particularly great camp. But he's been absolutely lights out from the start. And since Matt Milano's been injured, Dodson as well, I think, has really picked up. And he yeah. was excellent in this game, especially in coverage. And penalty, um, but that's that was Hey, I'll tell was, you what that was that. debatable. That was I debatable. hundred percent. I think that you look at it, he starts to go before, and then he gets... Dak, before Dak takes the slide. Yeah. And so his head is bound to be at that level. He's unfortunate that it's helmet to helmet and that's going to get called. But watching it in real time, I looked at that and I thought, he started to tackle him while Dak is still a runner. Yeah. And yeah, I thought that was I thought that was iffy at best. But... The the one other name I want to mention on this defense, obviously Ed Oliver had a had a really destructive game. Um, for it, even though his stats didn't really show up on there, he was disruptive and actually was key for most of those sacks. But even though he came in towards the end, Cam Lewis, yeah, he yeah. he played blind. He's had some blinding plays towards the end of that game, and he's one that 
has been has stuck around, whether it be practice squad for the first few years, but made the roster because of the special teams. But he's obviously that guy that can play any of the cornerback slots and they're transitioning them to safety. Yep. That's a name to look out for. And as a Buffalo lad who came from the University of Buffalo. Um, but it's it's good to see that even with the next man up, it's actually working. And yeah, we we all give McDermott McDermott shit and crap and all that. But you can't deny that regardless, he'll take he can take a defense and actually make him good. It's I, I just other stuff any... on there. Yeah, other stuff with the head coaching style that actually um that really is what gives him that criticism. Yeah, I don't think there was ever any doubt that he can coordinate a good defence. That's, mm. that's not his job in Buffalo, or shouldn't be his job in Buffalo. I think the one the one criticism that there's always been of, of McDermott since his time in, at the Bills is that, can he win the biggest games? Yeah. Can he, can he find a way of getting over the hump in those games where it really matters? And there was an awful lot of evidence that he couldn't, and very, very little that he could. Now, this just in this season as well, the Chiefs game for me was a massive, massive step because that was very easily a game where we take the lead, but the Chiefs have got the ball. They need to drive down the field, score a touchdown and win the game. Yeah. And the fact that we stopped them, albeit with the help of an offensive offside, I think Mahomes is still crying about it, um, <laughs> Albeit with the oh, help, he's now, he's now become a prime, um, a prime, uh, what do you call it, um, in Dorsey. I've seen, I've seen that <laughs> go on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's yeah. not that, not that upset about it now. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but yes, I think that game getting over the hump <clears throat> has given the the defense the confidence to really go out there, and and they took it, to, they attacked. Yeah right from the start and they they had absolutely no answer and it was it was bloody brilliant to watch loved it mm. love love the pressure that we put on him love that the, the the corners did a great job smothering the attack and they just like that offense that's that's coming in averaging 40 points a game absolutely had nothing it was ace yeah and the same because it's what what they they what was it? They, they're doing like 300 yards per game and all that. And I say it wasn't till the fourth quarter where um, where the game pretty much was over. Did did Prescott actually do get get something going? Okay, not that much. Well, that offense got not that much going. But for a guy that has been up there as one of the best NF- NFC quarterbacks, I'm not going to say the whole NFL because he's probably way down the list on that one. But NFC quarterbacks. I, I I think going into the Bills game, he was he was in the MVP conversation. That's fair because enough. The 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 season that that offense was having, especially at home, mm. was was unreal. And yet, you take away the fourth quarter drive in garbage time when we pulled all our starters, he was under a hundred yards. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, and obviously C.D. Lamb as well only got seven receptions, only 53 yards. Obviously, he got the touchdown, but that was on a three-yard run. Yeah. And yeah. and 
and obviously it shows that we were, we were playing backups by that point yeah and it shows that we are more whether it's the cowboys are just a pretty much a one guy one or two guy offense in prescott and lamb or their run or our run defense was actually solid as anything to the fact that they only got what just over just under 90 yards or even less than that actually um rushing what was it it's 50 70 yeah six yeah, 10 probably. 62 82 yeah about 90 yards total rushing and dak throwing and really, at any point, and really at any point did you feel threatened by their rushing attack at all no when you watch when you're watching the game you're looking at that thinking tony pollard's going to break a big one in a minute he's uh He's going to get away. Never, never did yeah. I feel like we were under any threat from them. And I was more worried about their passing attack and our secondary was just far too good. And uh, mm. attacking the quarterback, we were getting at Prescott, sacked three times, no no passing touchdowns. Um, it just felt like we were far, far too good for them on the day. Yeah. And as I say, we, we shout out to Leonard Floyd and all that. He's now on 10 and a half sacks. With still three games to go, and the um and the last you know who the, the last defensive lineman to register ten sacks in the season was and when? I really Robin Hicks. He sometimes go to these. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't know this. Um, don't know. Tell me. Uh, Jerry Hughes. Yeah, that makes sense. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Over nine years, nine seasons, and we've had finally got a a defensive end, defensive lineman that's got ten plus ten plus sacks. Which is mad, isn't it, really, that it's been that yeah. length of time, considering we, we we're fairly known for our D linemen and our hmm. defensive ends. And um yeah, wow. Okay. I think I think Floyd has I think if anything, your number one job this off season is re signing Leonard Floyd. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubts about that. Yeah, I think I think it's it's good. I mean, obviously, Von Miller showed a little bit more of him starting to get back. Okay, his stats were absolutely were were not that good, but he I mean, started to affect. <laughs> he started to affect the game a little bit. Yeah. Even though, what was it? When did was I had stats up a minute ago? I don't I know. It, even, it didn't register anything. It didn't register no. a single thing. But just his presence there actually helped quite a bit. And I know everyone's saying Bob Miller is a waste of space at the moment. There's waste of all that money cutting him and all that with all his dead cap. But he's still there, even if it, even if he's not performing and putting up sacks, putting up tackles and all that. The pressure and the and the veteran leadership that he's doing is something that that really really stands out. And even though he wasn't on the stats, he affected that run. He affected that the offensive line of of the um the Cowboys who lost um Zach Martin. Yeah, yeah, that was big. Yeah, that was big. I th- and I don't think you can overstate like that was super important as well as mm. the, first, the first couple of drives that they had, or the first couple of drives that we had, I should say, um, that got extended by um very, very <laughs> silly personal fouls from the Cowboys that, that kept things going. The pump block in inverted commas where you like um, running into the kicker and yeah. the, and the other, the hit on Josh Allen that 
both led to both led to touchdowns. Um, you've got to you've got to take that into account, but you can't make silly mistakes like that in the NFL. When you get an offense as good as the Bills off the field, you can't give them another chance. Yeah, and and going on to offense, I think we talked as much as we can about the defense. Oh, let's let's, let's talk about cooking. Let's talk. Let's do some cooking. There's, there's only one really. Really, um, name we've got to talk about, player we've got to talk about, and that is James Cook. Oh. And all together, all together, what was it? He had um, a combined was what two hundred twenty-one total yards, yep. which was more than the whole of the Dallas's offense. <laughs> Dallas's offense was one hundred ninety-five total yards. James Cook put up all together 221 yards. Yeah, I think if someone had come into the going into the game, if someone said to me, um, Josh Allen is going to throw for 94 yards on seven completions, I'd be like, shit, how much did we lose by? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um what was what was great, and this I I don't think <coughs> we win this game in this way if Ken Dorsey is still our offensive coordinator. Mm. It's the, 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 the improvement under Brady has been absolutely noticeable in yeah. the fact that there's, you know, the looks that we're giving defences, the, the way that we're playing. There's not a chance in hell Ken Dorsey would have spotted this weakness in the Cowboys' um, defence no. and, and exploited it. And what was great is the fact that I always I always thought Ken Dorsey was very much one for, you know, almost second guessing himself and thinking, oh, should I be doing this? Maybe I shouldn't be. This isn't what we normally do. Brady just saw it was working and he stuck with it. And he yeah. was like, I'm going to keep doing this until you can prove to me that you can stop it. And they absolutely mm. couldn't. And the fact that it, it's it's crazy that you can give anyone the ball 25 times running and that they average over 70 yards a carry. That shouldn't be possible in the NFL. Yeah. But you like, I loved it because I'm like, you know, the Bills haven't had this almost since, well, definitely since, since LaShawn McCoy. But this, these amount of yards that he got, this is the first time that we've done this in all purpose yards and a touchdown um, since Thurman Thomas in the early yeah. 90s. And that yep. was the time. That was the level of performance that he put in. Now it's just it's just one game, so we, you know. Well, I'm not comparing him to Thurman Thomas, but <clears throat> we've not had this type of back having this type of success for many years, and it makes us a much more dangerous team because now we go and play, you know, the next two games that we've got to play. But if somehow we make the playoffs, teams can't come into that thinking we've just got to stop Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Because they've now got a scheme for this, and it makes Josh Allen's life much easier. It makes the wide receiver's life much easier. It makes Dalton Kincaid's life much easier because they have to account for James Cook. Mm. This, this type of game shows how good he is. I've heard, by the way, that they've um, they've now started referring to uh, Dalvin Cook as James Cook's brother rather, <laughs> rather than the other way around, um, which is which is, uh, finally happened. Yeah, um, but it was yeah unreal. The likes of which we've not seen for a long time, and and I love the fact that Brady just kept going to it, and he wasn't mm. afraid. That was I'm convinced that Dorsey would look at that and think, 
oh god, Josh Allen's only completed seven passes. We better start giving him the ball more. Go away from yeah. it. He didn't think, he just think, no, just feed him, feed him, feed him, feed him, and it worked. Prove it that you can stop it, and they couldn't. Yeah, I mean, obviously he got he got, which was no doubt a bit. If someone else had got the offensive player of the week for the AFC, that would have been diabolical. But yeah. Since Furman, first since Furman Thomas recorded 200 plus scrimmage yards, a rushing and a receiving touchdown in a single game, tallied yep. 221 scrimmage yards, which was most by a bill since Fred Jackson yep. in, 20, in 2009 when he got 227 against Indianapolis um, and recorded the second, second most single game rushing yards, 179 yards this season. I think it's what? It's probably O'Shane. A Shane or or Mozart that got the um had the most this year. Yeah, I'm not sure, but he's also only 32 yards away from a thousand yards. Yeah, he's second in the league in rushing, which is behind... crazy. It's a build back. We're talking about it. Yeah, he's got more. He's got almost a hundred more than than Derek Henry. He's he's obviously CMC is out up front on his own. Yeah. But he's just, I'm just going through all these stats I've actually got of him. And it's just, you just see that you've done one, you do one thing, and now we've got that run game going. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. also, where's the other one? There we go. He's um, all purpose yard. So, punt, so rushing and receiving. He's third. He's third behind McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm. And it, yeah, I, I think I think it played into his um, his s- skill set for this game that we were playing the Cowboys because they're really not a defense that's set up to stop the run because of the way that their offense scores a lot of points um, and gets gets leads in games a lot because they score a lot quickly. They've mm. set that defense up to stop the pass because most teams have to pass the ball against them to keep up because there isn't the time to run the ball because they've got to score points quickly to keep up with what the offense is doing. Yeah. Because we were, we got the couple of touchdowns on the first couple of drives, got a lead. And just because we kept running the ball, I mean, how, how you, how do you stop Micah Parsons becoming a factor in the game? Don't pass it. Mm. What are you going to do, Micah? Rush the, rush the passer when he's given the ball away already. It doesn't make any difference. And he was a complete non-factor. And, um, it was it was hilarious to me that the, like the com the comms going into the game and I think was it Greg Olson on on CoComs was talking about how you know which version of Josh Allen are we going to get in this game is it going to be the one that is you get all the good but gets rid of those those silly plays that he makes didn't matter because yeah. it was all it was all about it was all about Cookie and um, yeah I'm I'm here for it because in um, in December and in January running the ball is what gets you over the hump in some of these games in bad weather. Um, that's what that's that's you need that run game to to stand out and bugger yeah. me we, we had it we had it in this game and also it's not just that but what we say about Brady I mean he's got Ty Johnson involved a lot more and yeah. what I actually got what I actually saw on Twitter that in that game they played a lot of um, pony personnel two one so two running backs. Mm-hmm. And with Cook and Johnson, each, they ran that play four times, or ran out of that formation four times, all four of them being successful. Yeah. So with him, you're getting you're getting 
someone now that's scheming up different stuff, showing more creative looks, and getting the best out of out of everyone. I mean, the one thing that really shocked me was where is it? No, it's not that stat. That's that. No, no, no. It was regarding Stefan Dix. Um, his production under Joe Brady, eighteen catches. 173 yards and one touchdown in four games. Bills points per game under Brady, 29 points per game. Yeah. And you've got and another one, and they've done that with Diggs actually getting not many carries, and Gabe Davis has held been held catchless again. For yeah. last four times out of six in the last six weeks, he's been held without a catch. Yeah. But yeah, then you've got obviously Johnson, you've got Kincaid, you've got Cook actually coming up and actually um and stepping up. And yeah. it just shows that he's it just shows what we've missed and what this offense can be. And the fact that Josh didn't rush that much. He did obviously he had a few rushes. He actually gave us a good good few um first downs, obviously a touchdown. Yeah. But you we know now that uh, yes, we've got a scheme. We've got a scheme. We've got players to do it. We don't have to rely on Josh Allen that much now. Yeah, only one, receiver, only one receiver caught a ball. Yeah, it was it was Cook and Johnson. After that, it was other than that, it was Diggs. That was it. Mm. And you just it, it's something totally different to what we've seen for the last couple of years. I mean, every, the narrative was let Josh be Josh, yeah. but. And that's when, obviously, just before Dorsey actually um, got got the sack, and then afterwards they're saying, "Just let Josh be Josh." But it seems like we can take, we should take that interim off of Joe Brady now. Yeah, and the yeah, fact that he's he's already he's already done enough. He's already found a way to to use Josh's strength in his running and his um, and his throwing. Yep. But obviously, sprinkle in everything else and actually game plan a lot more. Yeah, I think that that is the key, and that is going to be the key for the rest of the season. I think we've got we still got a few decent games to go, and the next two games are going to be games where we can really solidify the um, the uh, the the identity of this offense. And yeah. and, just, and one other thing on offense, and it's and it's something I mentioned when me and Robin did our players to watch out for, Spencer Brown. I mean, <laughs> I've been I've been wrong about about a lot this <laughs> off season, but yeah, I mean, as, as as regular listeners will know, I wasn't his biggest fan coming in during uh during preseason and um and last season or any, or any point of any season really. But fair play to the guy. Mm. <laughs> he has proven a lot of people wrong. I mean, he graded 81 on PFF um, overall. And what was it? He was um, 92.9 run blocking versus the Cowboys. And considering the majority of the time he was up against Mecca Parsons, yeah. Parsons' stats, zero solo tackles, two assisted tackles, Zero tackles for loss, zero sacks, zero quarterback hurries. Yes, the run game played into it, but there were still 15 
passing plays yeah. that Parsons really didn't get anywhere anywhere near. And he was one of the guys that I actually um, said to watch, and I think I think it just shows that that it's not just what Brady's doing, but Aaron Cromer almost you could call him as an offensive line guru. And uh, and and again, another thing I was wrong about I was calling for him to be sacked in the offseason mm. because I didn't see the the difference that he was making on on the line. And and we've had a few games this season where we struggled, but um, I think we're one of three teams that have kept the same offensive line for the entire season. Yeah, and, and it is it's absolutely making a difference. They are improving. Dion Dawkins, I thought, was like a wrecking ball in this game, and the fact that he was driving one of his defensive linemen twenty yards down the field and knocking him out of the game was yeah. a beautiful thing. That was amazing. Um, Mitch Morse has stayed healthy, which I didn't expect. Mm. I thought um, I thought Conor McGovern really has really struggled in a couple of games this season, but going up against his former team clearly inspired him a little bit, and he played really really well. Um, and yeah, Spencer Brown, hats off to you, lad. Didn't think you had it in you. Um, yeah, I and guess, again, I guess it goes to show that coaches know more than I do. Yeah, and obviously Torrance rookie yeah, coming yeah. in, he's actually been he's been solid. Spencer Brown and O. Torrance, um, Torrance, I think, played pretty much 100% of every single snap for every single game. Yeah. And the rushing yards that the Bills actually um, gained altogether, 255, was the most since week 16 and 2016 versus Miami. Wow. Yeah, amazing. But it's, it, it's, good. it's really good to see. And I think, I think long may it continue because. Oh, oh yeah. We've got we've got good we've got a decent run coming up. We've got two good good games to actually um to really solidify us and actually put the pressure on Miami. Yeah. And the first one is against the Chargers. And um Should we talk about their, their game last week? Uh, well they got they got dropped. I'm actually surprised that my mate didn't actually um get on to me about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen a a team that was so utterly devoid of not I mean not talent but utterly devoid of interest in a game. They looked like they didn't give a shit. Yeah. And the, the only thing that really concerns me is obviously they've got rid of Brandon Staley off the back of it. And mm. Like, and I don't know how much of a thing it is in the NFL, the, like the new manager bump, but it's going to have to be one hell of a new manager bump to to get that lot playing anything like to a level where they should cause us problems. And frankly, if we can't beat a Chargers team that's just been smashed for 63 points without their starting quarterback, without their main offensive wide receiver both injured. Um, it's we, we don't deserve to be anywhere near the, the playoffs. We should absolutely blow the back doors off this team with a with a guy who's like thrown or had 36 completions this season. Yeah. Um, Austin Eckler is dangerous, but it puts it into perspective. When you, I think about Austin Eckler and I always think he's quite a dangerous running back and someone who you're going to need to really watch out for. He's got half the rushing yards James Cook's got this season. Half. Mm. 
um, their major their major target in in receiving now is Joshua Palmer. He's got two touchdowns this season. Yeah, um, and I, I suspect we'll go back a lot to the pass this week because um, they are the thirtieth ranked passing defense in the NFL. Not good at all, giving up nearly three hundred yards a game. Mm-hmm. Um, on on defense, rushing they're at, they're better, but I suspect that still not particularly great. Still very middle of the road. Yeah, uh, there's there's absolutely nothing about this team that scares me in the slightest. You talk no. about you talk about playing away. They don't really have. They never have a home crowd because the, the, they're not liked in LA. There'll be more Bills fans there than there will be Chargers fans. I guarantee it. Yeah, and yeah, hundred uh, percent. They, I think their fans will have. I'll be surprised if there's any Chargers fans there. It'll be like the Carolina Panthers, <laughs> um, like their game because like, who wants to go and watch that shit? Their, yeah. home record, their home record is worse than their away record. Um, it's it seems ridiculous because we've we've shown plenty of times that we're we're perfectly capable of losing to teams that we should beat this season. But mm-hmm. with the momentum that we've got now off the back of the, those last two games, I, I I just can't see them causing us any trouble at all. Yeah. You know it's. I'd be I'd be staggered if we don't win this game, and if we don't win it, we don't deserve to be anywhere near the playoffs. No, I think I think it's going to be a lot more easier on our on our defense with Keenan Allen out because yeah. Quincy Johnson did, has not really lived up to his first round his first round um, draft stock. Um, the only real offense they've got is obviously Josh Palmer, but they've got Gerald Alvarez who hasn't really done much either. And I know that because I had him in my fantasy team until I dropped him. <laughs> for Taysom Hill, which was a lot better, <laughs> <laughs> but it, there's not there's not really into even Eckler hasn't has not been the shade of his former self. No, and they feel like a team that's checked out. They honestly yeah. like some of the some of the the, the passing plays that the that their team gave up. It was mm-hmm. it was unforgivable, like yeah. the. The thing with the guy who who ran through their their offensive line and just it like the it was like stick was passing him the ball for that pick six. It was it was unbelievable how little they seemed to care. Yeah, and um, like that carries over, and with our momentum carrying over, I just can't see any way. Like, because even an interim head coach that's coming in, they're unlikely to have the job next year. They're just babysitting for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't even know who their interim head coach is, if I'm honest, but uh, I, I, I just don't think that they can make enough of a difference in that short space of time. Yeah. You know, going into like coming into the season, you look at the charges and you assume that away, away at LA in, in a, you know, a tough is a tough team week 16. There'll be a lot on the line, but they are a team that are completely out and, just, just want the season to be over now. Mm. Uh, Giff Smith. Oh, Giff! Yeah, good old Giff. He's someone I've heard of. Yeah, this is um, uh, it's the interim head close to close it, which is his eighth as a member of the charging um coaches staff. He coached defensive line for his first six seasons, before switching to outside linebackers in 2012. Said so 12 seasons in the NFL, he's coached five players to earn combined 10 Pro Bowls. And obviously, 
obviously now he's a he's, he's had a decent defense from the looks of things. Obviously he's got he's got Khalil Mack on there, who still on his day is is even though he's actually not put up stats recently, he's actually still a decent linebacker, edge rusher. Um, Darwin James. Darwin James is great. Khalil Mack is great, but aging, losing Bosa is a big problem for them. And that's um, and that's what we've got to. That's how we've got to do it. I mean, the fact that we've had the same offensive line, we've got we've got players now. We've got an offense that can really stretch you. There's not really anyone on there. The only name, the name familiar that's on that that team that will that Bills fans will know, Dean Marlowe. Yeah, good old Dino. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously they've got Asante Samuel as well, who's actually on his day can be all right, but there's He's nothing right. really. He, Asante, all... Asante Samuel Jr. seems like one of those players who gets by, is bigged up because of his dad was, <laughs> more than any production that he's actually managed to produce. Yeah, I was watching. Um, I was watching the college bowl games. Um, I was watching. Um, uh, University of Texas San Antonio versus Marshall. Both quarterbacks. Quarterback for UTSA was Josh McGowan's son. Yeah. And for Marshall was Chad Pennington's son. son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Devin and Devin Hester Jr. is also playing. Uh, playing decent level college ball as well at the minute, which makes me yeah. feel proper old. Yeah, I think there's a lot, and obviously I think. There's loads, there's loads coming through, but it's all, it's all good. But there's nothing really Arch, on there. Arch Manning as well backing up. Yeah. The, um, is it Texas? Tennessee. Oh, no, Tennessee, Texas. No, it. He was on. No, I think no, it is Texas. Yeah, so I thought he was a and Yeah. No, it's yeah. just Norte. But uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's not. There's not really anything. Anything defensive wise that really now with Bosa injured that really we can that we that should worry us. And the no, fact I, that I, I think as an offense, they are thirtieth in the league for total yards given up. They're thirtieth in the league for passing yards, eighteenth in the league for rushing yards, twenty eighth in the league for points allowed. They're just not a good defense, particularly mm. given, given the the supposed talent that they've got. Like like I said, missing boasts is a big problem. Um, but they're just they're, they're they're nothing special at all. They don't they right. don't win many they don't win many games. Um, they've the games that they've. I mean, Christ! They beat the Patriots six nil a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, um, nothing, nothing special. They beat the Jets. Well, everyone beat the Jets. They beat the Bears when they, you know. Well, the we beat the Jets only one time out of two. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'd ignore that. Um, <laughs> th- they beat the Bears when the Bears were um, still working out what to do when they had Tyson Bajan as their quarterback. Yeah. Um, they beat the they beat the Raiders just when they were just in the um, O'Connell era. It's not a good side. They're not a good no. side. We should we should we should win this game handsomely. And it's Saturday night, so we can all watch it and not have to worry about getting up at stupid o'clock for work on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's say the Chargers. If we if we face the Chargers earlier in the season, I would be more worried. Because yeah. they obviously they pushed Dolphins. They just lost to the um, Titans. Obviously, they had a few high scoring games where they had an offense. They they pushed the Cowboys, pushed the Chiefs towards the end. But without Herbert now, yeah, and even after that, it, you just saw the decline in there. And I think 
they, they, people... they, they, feel, they look like a team that's checked out to me. They yeah. just look like a team that's decided they're not interested anymore. More more worried about not getting injured. Yeah, I think I think it's almost you could say it's going to be a trap game. Some people are calling it a trap game because it's a new interim head, an interim head coach. You got they've got not playing for anything, and 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 so. I, but I, I think that this in the NFL. Not playing for anything doesn't give you freedom. It makes you easy to beat. Mm. It's not like, you know, when suddenly you have a relegated side that the shackles are off and you don't worry about it anymore and they go and beat someone 2-3-0 that they should that they would normally struggle against because all the pressure's off. I yeah. think the, pressure, the pressure for the, the Chargers is almost off. And this is, this is like the NFL is not a game where you can just suddenly take it easy and not worry about it and... And go hell for leather. I think that the end, almost like the Chargers, they, their mentality at the minute is very much like you know, it's a bit like a friendly. Mm. And I, I can see there being missed tackles. I can see there being not quite the energy to get to the ball. Um, they're playing with a quarterback who's not particularly great. A wide receiver core that's depleted. Their offensive line isn't that great in the first place. Yeah, we ha- we we have to win this game. Have to. Yeah, and I mean, there's potentially a load of a load of records, even in the Chargers game, that could could go. And this is where this where Brady's come in, actually, um, and actually has invigorated this this um, offense. I mean, Josh Allen is one rushing touchdown away from hitting 50 rushing touchdowns in a season, only 15 behind Thurman Thomas. Mental. And he's still and Josh Allen's still got another what five, six, seven, eight years left. Yeah. He's also um also with a fumble recovery, these these are just stats that could go off the board this season or even this game. With one more fumble recovery, Terrell Bernard will be the first Bill since Bruce Smith in nineteen eighty five to have a fumble recover to have four fumble recoveries in a season. He's been unreal. Um, can't, can't get over how good that guy has been. It's yeah, um, yeah. I feel like we it's it's a position that we just don't need to worry about anymore. Um, with a receiving touchdown, James Cook will become the first Bills running back with a receiving touchdown in three straight games since Joe Cribbs in nineteen eighty three. Um, and with five receptions, Kincaid will set can set a franchise record for receptions by a rookie beating Sammy Watkins from 2014. Sammy Watkins. <laughs> I'm surprised that guy has got any records. <laughs> and the la- and the last one is um is the Josh Allen could become the first player in history with three touchdowns in the in the rest of the season or even against the Chargers to have um 40 plus total touchdowns in four consecutive seasons. Amazing. Well, I hope they all happen on Saturday night. Yeah, I think, and it's and it's good. The fact that now, offensively, we we've now changed our out changed our outlook. We were we were despondent. We were thinking, "Fucking hell, Dorsey, what the fuck are you playing at?" And now yeah. we're turning into a guy to a team where, fuck me, this is what we needed at the beginning, and this is what our offense can be like, and this is our identity. Doesn't it hack you off that we took so long to fire him? Yeah. Because yeah. 
we, I, I, I'm firmly, firmly, truly believe that had we like either made the decision halfway through the year, we wouldn't be eight and six right now. Mm. We'd be, we'd be twelve and two. Yeah, that's where and we should be. I think I saw a stat that um, if or, or someone pointed out to me that there was something that did the rounds on um, on social media earlier on that if you take every team's um, results, that basically the, the what if NFL standings, and every one possession NFL game had had the opposite result, we would be the one seed in the AFC at the minute. Yeah. We'd be, yeah. we'd be one seed in the AFC with an 11, th- 11 and three record. No, exactly. All those games that we've lost by one score, if we'd have won, we'd be um, we'd be three wins better than we are, and we'd be the one seed. Yeah, I think I think it's it's going to be it's going to be good. And I say the the keys to the game are just going to be just try and get more people, utilize more people, and again. I say this every week is winning the trenches yeah. because this is another stat. The Bills offense lead the league in only allowing 19 sacks the whole season. Lead the league in that. And they're fifth on defense with 45 sacks. <laughs> and, and their offense on third down conversions they're first in that with 49.2% and third in red zone touchdown percentage and 63 point, um, 67.3%. Yeah. So you've got, you've got the trenches and you've got, hopefully, well, we'll see now we've got Jordan Phillips on IR um, who actually replaced him, maybe Puna Ford um, gets, his, uh, gets his shot or Joseph. Maybe even Mr... Uh... Mr. Matthew, is there a, a, a slight rumbling that potentially even uh, in a couple of weeks, maybe even a certain Mr. Daquan Jones? Yeah. Yeah. Pra- pra- back practicing? I'd, I'd rather save him. I'll save him for the Miami game. I'd get him practicing and save him up for the Miami game. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Don't, don't even risk him against the Chargers or, or, or we probably won't play. He won't play against the Chargers, but don't risk him against the Patriots because Shouldn't there's be. nothing really in that. Save him for the Dolphins and the, and the key game. But you just, you just look at it and you see, as you, as you mentioned earlier, getting, getting Dorse, getting um, Brady to focus on one aspect. And you're going to probably see, as you say, you're going to see Josh Allen throw it a lot more than, than James Cook actually do it. Obviously I'd love to see James Cook still run it because he is that, he is that guy. And, and actually deserves the opportunity to to get the thousand, which no doubt he will. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no doubt he'll get the thousand. And what was it? He's um, he is. Another road here. He has had one thousand. He's got one thousand four hundred and one yards on the year from scrimmage, and um, first running back with that since um, McCoy. Had one thousand five hundred eighty-six in twenty seventeen. Still three games to go. Keep feeding Cook. Let him cook. Let Josh cook. Just well, that doesn't cook. work. We're gonna. We're but, gonna be. It's basically like Breaking Bad, mate. Yeah. We're, we're or we could just, just, just do this now. Rather than call James Cook Cook, we just call him Chef. <laughs> Chef James. James Chef Cook. <laughs> 
I think I, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I w- I'd love to see them get Shakir a bit more involved in this, especially against the Chargers. Yeah. I think Davis is Davis. They'll find him if they can find him. He does well in the blocking blocking side, but this could be a game where I'd love to see Shakir get a lot more, a lot more work. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I agree. I hope so. So. Let's let's do this then. So go with your players to player or players to watch and your um your score prediction. Uh, so offensively, um, I'm gonna say Don Kincaid to like no catch this week. Um, had a drop. Has apparently been working quite a bit with some a couple of high profile <laughs> tight ends in the last couple of weeks. Um, so I'm I'm saying Don Kincaid has a big a big game defensive side um i'm staying with taylor rap um i think had an excellent dominating performance against the cowboys um and i'm saying that taylor app again um has top three in tackles for the team um and alongside jordan poyer has another another big game in the secondary okay any score prediction Let's say thirty-eight ten. Thirty-eight ten. Okay, I'm gonna my offensive player. I want to choose James Cook, um, but I don't. I don't want to. Seems a bit obvious, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems a bit obvious. I am. I'm really gonna go for for Shakir. I think I'm gonna have to go back to Shakir on there because. He's shown that he is capable of being wide receiver three in this offense this season. Just this season, being even being wide receiver two, a yeah. reliable reliable target. They'll stretch the field. I mean, Robin went last week for Justin Shorter as his offensive player because he thought it might be he might <laughs> come on. Um, but I think I think Shakir. Bad luck, Robin. Not 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 this week, mate. Yeah, I think Shakir. Is the one that can benefit from this from this offense. I mean, I say we know Josh is probably going to pass a lot more. Diggs is probably going to be covered, but he'll be able to get out of it. But I think Shakir. Oh, he has been a. I don't know why I muted there. Um, Shakir Diggs has been the best target for him, but Shakir has had the knack of getting open, actually being that that downfield threat. And I think Josh Allen will definitely hit him yeah. a few times. And uh, my defense, I want to go one of the cornerbacks, but I know they're not going to really be troubled that much. I'm going Ed Oliver. Nice. I think he he's, he's disruptive. I mean, he's still, he's having statistically the best season of his career so far. Yeah. And, it just it, you just see it game by game him getting better and better and getting to the to the player that we drafted in the first round in the top ten. Yeah, and I can see a good game come from him. Obviously, taking up the blocks, freeing up Leonard Floyd and Rousseau, and all that. And even without Daquan Jones, when those two have had the best partnership out of everyone, he's still shown that he is. He can become that dominant defensive tackle that that the Bills need. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. 
and score score prediction i am actually going to go 34 7. no i know no charge is going to score seven i think they're going to get a garbage time touchdown yeah, you're, um, not, you're on, not giving them anything other than garbage time yeah yeah okay. i don't i don't think i think we'll actually we'll run away with it especially going off the basis of last um last game against the raiders but then again the raiders are shit anyway so there was shit versus shit and shit came out on top <laughs> yeah there was slightly shinier shit <laughs> but i'm gonna i'm actually gonna think that we can the fact that raiders put up 63 on the um on the charges with this offense how it is under brady i can see us putting at least a 50 plus on them so Ooh. i'm gonna go big i'm going big on this one i'm going i'm going 51 7. 51 7 okay yeah i can i can see i can see it right. i can see it coming I d what my my bulb what's what's more likely they score 57 points or von miller gets a sack that's got 50 point 50 50 odd points <laughs> see I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna predict that this is the game that von miller finally gets his sack okay okay and i'm gonna I'm going to say it's going to be there's going to be a Kincaid, there's going to be a Kincaid, Cook and Shakir touchdown. If we're scoring 57 points, then a lot of them are going to have to score a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> uh, Sounds good. Sounds good. Brilliant. So, as we say, it's a Saturday 1 a.m. start kickoff, so you can it's have brilliant. a nice okay. lion. Yeah, have a nice lion. I'm going to watch it with a beer. And, yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. And get ready for get ready for Christmas after that, and. All we all we'll say is obviously keep following us on all our on our socials, the UK Bill social, Red White Buffalo Blues, Mark, myself and Robin's socials. And for for this it's saying Merry Christmas. Merry and Christmas, yeah. all you guys. Go Bills. And for for the two of us, it's good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and uh, Merry Christmas and let's go Buffalo Bills. Think about work, huh? Let's see who we are. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills.